Welcome to the Courage to Succeed podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Harris. The Courage to Succeed podcast is about delivering information that support the development of small businesses. We offer suggestions of business improvement for your consideration on our decades, based on our decades of business ownership. The Courage to Succeed podcast is available on Amazon, Apple, Podbeam, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Sponsored by Shore LLC, a full-service small business consulting firm that specializes in deploying first-hand knowledge gained from decades of experience, using the resources of time-tested and proven associates to advise and guide you towards a path of successful growth. In other words, we've been there and done that. Welcome to today's episode. The topic is pricing. What's the strategy? Coming up with or setting a price for your product or service will impact every aspect of the business. It is important to give careful thought to the actual numbers as well as to the strategy around pricing. Getting to the correct and fair number or value of your time or product can usually be achieved with some basic considerations. However, coming up with a price that is competitive and that leaves room for the stakeholders to get what they want and deserve requires a clear and flexible strategy. Let's think about some of the basic price considerations. On the product side, you want to know with a level of certainty what the actual cost is of each component or part of the product and the cost of what it takes to produce it. To set your first price, you want to add up all the costs involved in bringing your product to market Set your desired margin on top of those costs, and there you have it. This is called cost plus pricing. And it's one of the simplest ways to price your product. For sake of discussion, let's use, um, for example, a carpenter's toolkit. Now, within the toolkit, there are several individual tools but we will keep this discussion simple by starting with the hard cost to you of the whole or complete toolkit. Now let's assume that you purchased this toolkit in bulk at a competitive wholesale price directly from the manufacturer. Next you want to sell this toolkit out of your facility and make enough on each kit sold to get a fair contribution to the overall expenses of the business, plus some reasonable amount left over for the benefit of the stakeholders. 
in other words, profit. Again, for simplicity, let's take the cost of the toolkit plus the amount needed to cover a percentage to operate the business or what's called G&A plus overhead, which means general and administrative costs plus overhead expenses, a calculation that you can get from your accountant. This number represents the cost it takes to run your business shown as a percentage and that can be applied to each transaction. Now finally, you want to add an amount that represents in percentage a contribution to the benefit of being an owner, a stakeholder, or for the ongoing operation of the business, typically again recognized as the profit. So, for example, in a cost plus calculation, if the toolkit costs you $100 and your GNA slash overhead is 30%, remember you're getting that number from your accountant, and your usual desired profit margin is 10%. The $100 costed toolkit will sell for $158.73. And then you must remember to add tax um, in percentage to cover whatever your local or federal laws are around tax. The cost plus pricing model can also be used for calculating service on hourly rate to support the labor costs of service provided. You want to include the exact cost of the labor or laborer along with the same company calculated GNA and overhead rates, plus your profit margin and tax. There are tools available to help you quickly find these numbers. Now, I personally like to use apps uh, on my phone, like the one called Marcus, Know Your Numbers. Again, that's Marcus know your numbers after um, the, the Marcus who runs a TV show called The Prophet. He actually developed a, an, an app uh, that's available for use to help you calculate uh, the, the profit on or the margins and markups on an item. I also like to use a tool called iProfit, which is another app available in the App Store. Once you have that formula down for one of the items, you, you can put them on a spreadsheet and duplicate the formula to all the other items. No matter the size of your operations, all businesses that deal with selling products or services must grapple with cost and selling price calculations. Although calculating these numbers can range in complexity, the underlying principle is the same. You must price your product in a way to ensure that your costs are covered and that everyone involved in the process gets their share of the proceeds. Although most people understand this in principle, accounting terms can be more difficult to grasp. 
The terms markups and margins can sometimes be used interchangeably when they are in fact two very different concepts. The difference between margin and markup is that margin refers to the sales minus the cost of goods sold or COGS, cost of goods sold. While markup refers to the amount by which the cost price of a product is increased to determine the selling price. Now I'll say that again. The difference between margin and markup is that margin refers to cost this refers to sales minus the cost of goods sold. While markup refers to the amount by which the cost price of a product is increased to determine the selling price. Mistaken margin and markup can lead to selling products at prices that are substantially too high or low, resulting in lost sales or lost profits. I strongly encourage you to work with your accountant to make sure that you are using the correct calculation method. So once you have the basic price model for your business product or service in place, you want to then start to think about price strategies that will help you to win or to get the order. As I mentioned before, there are several things that impact pricing and giving thought to your strategies around pricing and when to use which strategy can be challenging. Now it's difficult to cover every possible scenario that there may be. There are a couple of high-level strategies that can have a uh, you can have in place, um, sort of as a guide. The Courage to Succeed podcast is sponsored by Shore LLC, offering business development, customer acquisition certification applications, proposal writing, and business guidance services. Your pricing strategy can be impacted by the competition, market forces, personal goals, or your current business situation. For all the decades that I've been in business, I've heard companies complain when they lose a bid or a contract to someone who offered a, a price much less than they believe is reasonable. Um, in, in a bid competition where the lowest bid offered is the determining factor for award, you will likely find offers, quote, in a competitive range and offers that seem far below the reasonable number. Now, I often hear competitors complain about and use the term, it's just a race to zero. The race to zero term is often used to describe how some companies seem to be willing to bid extremely low in order to win. 
driving the market down towards where there's little or zero profit left. Sometimes using the term a price war. While there is, while there is the possibility that there are bidders in your market that don't understand how to bid competitively and may bid low because of that lack of understanding, I prefer to approach it from a standpoint of belief that all of my competitors are competent and know what they are doing. So I like to assume that when they bid very low, that they do so with a plan in mind. Because of that, I tend to look at what can a strategy be that can get you to the lowest possible price on a bid? Can it be that the strategy may be to buy the contract or project? Another term used when it's hard to understand where a why a bid is so low or to buy the project. In other words, a bidder's strategy may revolve around getting a price so low that they can ensure the opportunity to win with the thought that this will give them access to the customer. That, that relationship can later be influenced to purchase additional services or products at profitable rates, thereby owning the customer by virtue of having full access. Perhaps they considered the cost of marketing or sales staff or other internal administrative costs that they're willing to eat to get the business with a specific customer. The strategy can be influenced by a need to have a strong, stronger relationship with a manufacturer by bidding low to get the flow of product and meeting the factory minimums, thereby helping to offer better pricing or product availability to other more profitable customers. Sometimes companies may bid low just to keep their team working so that they are available for a profitable upcoming opportunity. Or you may just need to build up your past performance references so that you can go after the customer type you ultimately want. In other words, you are willing to sacrifice some other part of your business or investment in order to get a better market position. For example, I typically advise my clients who want to market to large corporations or federal government agencies to seek opportunities in state or local government and bid to win, however low that may mean, in order to get that past performance on similar sized projects. One more thing to always consider, especially when pricing a product, and that is how much confidence do you have in the source of your product cost? In other words, did you get the best possible cost for your product from your manufacturer or supplier?
is there anything creatively you can do with the scope of work that would yield a cost savings that you can consider in your pricing? You may also want to consider any investment or in tools or technology that may allow you to lower the cost that can be deducted from the usual cost of the task. However, you want these types of strategies to be on purpose, understanding that while that you will at best break even for the stated cause only. You don't want this to be your model for trying to sustain your business. Once the stated goal is reached, you want to go back to seeking profitable business. So having a loss leader pricing strategy can be beneficial if done purposefully and with a plan. In general, you want to always try to price your product or service so that your business is profitable. And, and by the way, don't confuse cash flow in itself with profitability. You may be generating a lot of cash flow or money coming in, but if you're not careful, you could easily have more money going out than coming in. Staying focused on the actual profit will help that and keep you pricing your product correctly. Again, I think the main point here is to get comfortable with what the correct price should be and understand that when you veer from that process, you're doing so with a specific purpose or strategy in mind. To summarize, you want to know all of your costs, both direct, which is the cost of the product or labor, and indirect, the cost of everything it takes to support your overall business activity. Next, you want to know where your indirect cost percentage is so that you can add it to your direct cost. You want to understand based on market research and discussions with your trusted accountant, where your profit margin should be, which could be different for labor versus product. And last, you wanna build a pricing strategy that supports the specific goal that you want to achieve. Thank you for listening to this episode of Courage to Succeed podcast. For more information on pricing or pricing strategy, be sure to reach out to Shore LLC at our new website, www.scottupshaw.net, scottupshaw.net. This Courage to Succeed, to Succeed podcast is sponsored by Shore LLC and is available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find it on our website, again at www.scottupshaw.net. I'm your host, Dennis Harris.